When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Gotta use that button, girl. My talk 1071, everything in your team. The adventures of Bradley and Dawn. It's always an adventure. It is. Oh my gosh, it is time for Pizza's Court. Mamma mia! I didn't tell you this, Mike, but we have an open for oh. Pieces Court. My bad. Um, if you, it should be on there. If it's not, no worries. We, just, we can tap dance. Basically, while oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say we have a question for you, so I'm going to throw that question out to the audience. Mm-hmm. And the question is very simply: What's your favorite pizza topping? Six five one six four one one zero seven one. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, because allegedly Minnesotans love a particular topping that I find surprising, and mm. maybe it's not all that genuine, but we can talk about that while we wait. Uh, in the meantime, let's open Pizza's Court. Mamma mia! My talk and Team Cobra present... The best pizza night ever. That was the worst pizza I ever had! The Pizza's Court. Pizza? Where's pizza? Where pizza's judged. Mmm... <laughs> In court. Get it? Pizza's court? Um, do, do I have to say this? Uh, yes. With the Honorable Judge Topner presiding. God, somebody hit the Audible eye roll for me. Well, hear ye, hear ye. What's your favorite pizza topping? 651-641-1071. It's in honor of National Pizza Day. And we actually ate real ass pizza. But I don't want to say ass pizza. And I just did now twice. I wanted to give a shout out to the Italian pie shop who graciously provided pizza for us on National Pizza Day. And um, everybody I've seen, it's all over social media. Like yeah. people are talking about their favorite pizzas and like what's, what kind of pizza. And what you- some people are, get really mad. They literally get mad at you for saying that a white sauce pizza is not yeah, pizza. You know people like that, right? right I think that I is ludicrous. I was saying with my microphone on and I forgot that I didn't turn it off so i've deleted that oh good anyway because why why argue about pizza but uh yeah so there's a list out there for toppings and yeah a list of toppings for minnesota so there's a a weird one there is a state by state list of the favorite toppings for each state do you know what Minnesota's was? Would you want to, uh, Mike? Uh, I know you know Dawn because I yeah. told you. Mike, did I you know see that? Well okay, as well. all right. Well, let's let's just tell, rip the bandaid off and tell America that is mostly Minnesota. That apparently, according to USA Today, um, green olives or it just says olive, olive 
is Minnesotans' favorite topping. Hmm. What do you think about that? I guess I don't really know because this is all based on personal opinion. Um, yeah, but like of all of the toppings, Minnesota, do you do you? Do you just feel like there is a strong desire in Minnesota for we gotta have those olives? Yes, we oh! love olives here. We do, in, including like in our beers. That's a thing. People get olives in their beers a lot Ew. in Minnesota, specifically. Really? As somebody who left Minnesota, went to Wisconsin, has come back to Minnesota. Yes, it's that's like I don't even know you people, and I've been here for thirty years. Yeah, if you get a light beer, throw like four olives in it. Super common around here. Wow. Are they stuffed olives? No. I have heard people putting salt in their beer. Sure. Mm -hmm. So that might be kind of the same thing. Okay. Well, hey, if you're a Minnesotan and you agree, I will tell you that this USA Today story came from a Google search. So they use search data from 2022 to examine, quote, the frequency of monthly searches for dozens of different pizza varieties in order to determine the most popular pizza topping in each state. That's a lot of words. I don't know what that means, but let's go to Diane because she's yes. patiently waiting <gasps> Diane, to share with us. us whether her favorite topping is olives or not. Diane, Oh my honey. gosh. Hi, guys. I guess I'm a real Minnesotan being, I wasn't born here, but I've been raised here. And yeah. olives, I love a good garbage pizza. Oh, yeah. I want pepperoni sausage and I want, give me green olives, black olives, green pepper, onions, whatever you put, any kind of veggies, throw it on there. But uh, Mike... A good olive in my, or two or three in my beer. Yep. All right. Yes. And then put in a little bit of uh, tomato juice and make a bloody mar- a bloody beer. Those are really good. Oh, okay. Bloody beer. Thank Sounds you. so wonderful. <laughs> Diane. Have you had a few of those, Diane? <laughs> no. Me? No. <laughs> me? No. Absolutely not. Diane. Me? <laughs> Happy Pizza Day. Happy Thank National you. Pizza Day, Diane. Happy Thanks day, for guys. calling in. You too. Uh, some of the other choices, the most common, the, you know, it's not that I don't think people like olives on their pizza because I like green olives specifically on my pizza. Green, but okay. but I would never get just like an olive pizza. Oh, right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now, I guess this this poll, mm. it said no combos. It said no combos, but they have bacon, chicken, ranch as one of the answers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, somebody said white pizza. Yeah. Well, yeah. What? Well, people sometimes get mad if you say that. Apparently so. Um, Greek was a topic. How is Greek a topic? Oh, okay. So this is great. I love having these, a Greek pizza. No, no, no. A Greek pizza, but a topping? Like, I don't know what that means. I guess they're combining, like, the um, artichoke hearts and the feta cheese. Yeah, uh, but it's weird. Weird. Like, for example, Maine, their top topping was barbecue chicken and Greek. I don't know what that means. I don't understand this chart, but it doesn't matter. We don't have to. Let's go to Kirsten because she's going to tell us what she wants on her pizza for National Pizza Day. Hey, Kirsten. Hi. Hi. Uh, Okay, so the whole white pizza isn't a pizza thing. Um, I'm allergic to tomato sauce or tomatoes in general, and I have been since I was six years old, or that's when we figured it out. It's a bummer. So I've only been able to have white pizza. And yeah. um, the funny thing is my favorite pizza is Papa Murphy's um, veggie. It's the veggie gourmet veggie pizza, but I like it with bacon and chicken. Ooh. Oh, but, but with the white sauce, right? But it's the white. It's the, their mm-hmm. gourmet veggie has a white sauce. 
Yeah. I love that. So like I I'm you know, I don't always like a uh you know, a white pizza, but if I get chicken on a pizza, I want it with white sauce. Mm, because yeah. chicken with like red sauce, for me for some reason chicken and red sauce doesn't seem to go together in my head. Mm, I don't right. know if that's fair, but but Kirsten, you just love a good uh white pizza with And it is pizza, right? Yeah. Just because yeah. it doesn't have uh tomato sauce. <laughs> Yeah. Right in my world, it's pizza. Exactly. Yeah, well, and I would think. Your world. Thank you so much, Kirsten, for your call. I feel bad that she can't have tomatoes. I know. Oh, what would I do without tomatoes? Oh, my gosh. A world well, without tomatoes. But I guess if you've grown up not eating tomatoes, exactly. you're used to it, I was right? just going to say that, right. I also would just say go to Italy because um, Italians don't require tomatoes on their pizza. No. For it to be called a pizza. Um, Dawn. Yeah. Have I learned what your favorite topping is? You have? No, I said, have I? <laughs> Meaning, I don't know what yours is. So, what is your oh, favorite topping? Um, well, if it's meat, sausage. Sausage. I also love artichokes, and I love mushrooms. Okay, so it's all. But those. like, if but you had I to pick take, one, if I had to pick one, I would say mushrooms. Okay, and I know that's revolting to some people, no. but you know, girl, I, it's you. You get to pick. Yeah, celebrate that mushroom. Get that fungus. That's right. Fungus Among Us. Fungus Among Us. Uh, just not cordyceps. Or orchiocordyceps. <laughs> yeah. Spicy Italian sausage. Same thing. Is that your topping? Spicier, though, yeah. That'd be I my like one topping. Spicy Italian sausage. Yes. You're like, not just sausage. Nope. Spicy Italian sausage. Yes, because some people call the hamburger that they put on sausage or on pizza sausage. No. It's no. like, no, that's hamburger. That's ground meat. hamburger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't understand ground hamburger on pizza unless it's like a cheeseburger pizza, which I'm here for. Um, not if it has like ketchup and mustard. Who's putting ketchup and mustard on their hamburger pizza? Ew, I thought don't that's do that. what makes it. No, pizza. not the one I've had. Okay, I've never had no mustard drizzle on my pizza. Okay, keep that's your what drizzle I think to yourself. Just need to stop the drizzle. Yeah, for shizzle. No nibble. No nibbling. No munching. <laughs> I hate those words. John hates so the much. word uh, munch. Also, <laughs> oh, um, thank you for asking. My favorite topping on pizza for this National oh, yeah. Pizza Day. You? Do you want to guess? Um, Only because we have time, and I oh we don't actually. We um, go. uh, uh, Mike, you guess. Um, I'm going to say a green pepper. Ew. Okay. Um, I will say for you sausage. You're really close. Pepperoni. Yeah. Okay. Which just is technically pepperoni. sausage, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Crispy flat sausage chips. Discs. Discs. All right, I'm going to go munch on some sausage uh, during the break. And when we come back from pizza, by the way, you better have pizza in your life today. It's just necessary. It's mandatory. Do it. Dawn has a story about a time traveler from the year 2000. The year 2000. When we come back right here on My Talk 1071. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. And, you know, there's more going on out there than celebrities hooking up with other celebrities and scandals there's a bunch of stuff happening in the world beyond there are a lot of mysteries and i've got one for you today what is that unsolved mysteries of the unknown but it's probably aliens or ghosts where are we going today dawn we're going to the past and the future Wow, the past and the future. That's right. This uh, today is about a time traveler, and his name is uh, John Titer. He showed up in the year 20, or I'm sorry, 2000, 
the year 2000. And he was online on a forum for a very popular radio show called Coast to Coast AM. Um, and it's had, you know, Art Bell was the original yeah. host. It was overnight. Our and own Ian Punnett was on. Yes, yes. I was so thrilled to be able to talk to him about that because I was a huge fan of Coast to Coast for many years. Oh, I bet. Working overnight. Yeah, this is in like radio. right up your alley. Yes, love it. Anything conspiracy theories, ghosts, aliens, mysteries. That's where you would find all of it. Well, this guy, John, he was a time traveler, or so he said, in the year 2000. He was on the Internet for about four months. And during that time, he explained that he was a time traveler with the government and he was there to get some computer parts. I'll just put it that way. Uh, He also went on to like he would show the symbol of his suit the military insignia, because one of his predictions and things that he said happened between the year 2000 and 2036, the time he says he he came from, is that he said that the America had a civil war during that time. Okay. So why was he here? So, so can I just say really quickly, yeah. just to clarify, so this is a guy who like showed up on a computer forum. That is correct, right. on a forum, right, for So it's not like coast. a guy showed up in person, like, hey, I'm mm, John. No, this is the internet. Yeah. This is the early days of the internet where people were a lot more, um, I would say, willing and open to people telling them outlandish things, because... Uh, one of the articles I read pointed out that nowadays, if John Titer showed up, Twitter would be trolling him like within an hour. Yeah. You know what I mean? They or would he'd have get discovered- like a Netflix special and we'd uncover who it really was if it wasn't an actual time traveler, presumably. That, that is right. Um, now, he also explained there's a book that he or actually his mother wrote because part of his mission, let me just say his mission was to find this IBM 1500 computer because the computer parts inside had been lost to time or whatever. And they needed those to fix a bug in these future computers. It was just a simple thing that they didn't know how to recreate. And so that's why he had to go back to 1975. He dropped off in the year 2000 to visit his former Child self and his family. Weird and creepy. Weird, creepy to encounter. Hi, little John. I'm Big John. And in the future, you grew up to be a soldier. It was a very fantastical tale. He would post every day and people were eating it up. They couldn't get enough. He had all of these predictions, like there was a civil war in 2005 to 2008. And during that time, at the end of it, there was a nuclear bomb. And the new capital of the United States was in Omaha, Nebraska. That was one of his predictions. Um, said many other things. And actually, Mike, I did not put it in there, but... Um... All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. In the audio portion, um, I have a clip of what he claimed his time machine um, should be or yep, would be. Yep. Yeah. So um, this is. This is not him speaking. This is just a program about it. So uh, here's the story of John Titer. He was going to 1975 to collect an IBM 5100 computer to fix legacy system errors caused by a virus in 2036. He was very forthcoming with the ins and outs of time travel, explaining in detail the components that went into building a time machine. In true time traveler fashion, this time machine was housed in either a 1966 Corvette or a 1987 Chevy Suburban. Outside of posts about who he was and how his time machine worked, Titer was happy to tell people about the future that awaited them. He was always quick to add a disclaimer that alternate timelines existed and that his foretelling of events may never happen in our timeline. Mm. Attempts to find him have been strangely fruitless. The closest thing to a break in the case came in 2008 when a private investigator hired by an Italian TV show found the John Titer Foundation, a for-profit organization started in 2003. A search of their company contacts returned a post office box in Kissimmee, Florida. An IP address connected to Titer also returned a result in Kissimmee. In February 2009, a report by a self-proclaimed hoax hunter allegedly blew the lid off of the John Titer case. It was found that in the original thread where Titer answered questions, over 80 of the people replying were allegedly found to be likely creations of the person or people running the John Titer account. Oh! Oh, so this was all just one big hoaxy He hoax. started out, yes. So, um, but everybody was, there are still, there's a whole foundation today based on his predictions where people are still fans of him and think that he really was a time traveler and that he just left. Wow. That he just went back into the future uh, after four months in March of uh, 2001. Also put out in 2003 was a book published by this foundation, apparently that his mother had put out about John as a child and all of his predictions. It is nearly impossible to get this book because there were only so many printed. I've been searching for it for years. Yeah. You can't find it anywhere because people have held on to it. But it details um, the time machine. It gives um, it gives the the constructs of the time machine, how it works, and basically plans to build the time machine <laughs> within this. So that's interesting. But nobody ever like so we don't know for sure. I also love how sure. vague even this video was. They're like. Yeah. Uh, somebody found a bunch of people. I thought you would that like were... that. So it was basically 80 email addresses that didn't ever look anything up else on the internet. Yeah. They were all went back to this one account. Got it. Now, more research has been done, and people think that it's a man named Larry Haber and his brother Richard. Larry was a computer scientist, or is, and is very likely behind John Titer. Um, and his brother, they both constructed this. So, do you believe idea. this, or do you? Wanna... I do not believe it. I don't no. think he's think real. I don't think it's a, no, no. I, I think it's wanna, a huge hoax. But you want to believe? 
Um, I would love to believe that somebody came back in time and wanted to give us a heads up. Yeah, it's time very, travelers, ghosts. Because he says there are a multiverse or alternate timelines, that gets him out of any yeah. prediction that is false. Right? He's like, I predicted this war and I stopped it by coming back to tell you guys about it. Yeah, that's convenient. Good job, John. Good I mean, job. Larry, well, that's fascinating, Don. Thank you. You'll put up a link to that Wikipedia entry, maybe. I will in another article. Okay, and when we come back, the Church of Satan is not happy. We'll tell you why when we return right here on My Talk 1071. It's uh, the Adventures of Bradley and Don on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Uh, the Church of Satan, they um, had an opinion. If you saw the Grammys, you might have seen uh, the performance that Sam Smith put on. Uh, and oh, everybody got their uh, undies in a bunch. Yeah. Oh, it was Kim so Petra's, scandalous. Right. Like, um, have you seen TV lately? I mean, this was the most cartoony version of Satan you've ever it was seen. Very, very uh, heat miser. It yes, and it was know. like cages and red and like a little devil costume, and you know the song Unholy. Da 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 da. Do 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 do. It's about, you know, what? I don't know. Uh, thank you, Mike. It was, it's about like, I don't know, some guy going to the strip club or something. It's really like your man's out there doing all these yeah. unholy things. But is it something that's like we're summoning Satan with this song? A lot of people out there um, criticized the performance, saying that, you know, the kids are going to know about satanic cults and be lured into satanic cults because of this performance. Like, look at what TV's doing to your children. This is exactly why we don't let them watch this I mean, at our house. Madonna? And then they go to their friend's house and watch it. I mean, Madonna was like bumping and grinding like when I was like uh, in high school. So yeah, there have been so many other performances at the Grammys over the years that were more scandalous than this. Yeah, like all of them. And it's fine. <laughs> right. like, and, and it's not to say that they aren't, you know, like scandalous, like because I'm sure they're like, well, we were trying to be kind of sexy. OK, great. You're sexy. But I wonder why people are reacting this time. But I, what does this have to do with the Church of Satan? Well, because of this outrage over the performance, saying that it was a ceremony to summon Satan. Oh, God. Satan's Who not saying that. Oh, there have been people that said this was a this was a live ceremony on TV to actually summon Satan himself. Oh, my God. OK, um, the Church of Satan has put their two cents in. Oh, well, good. So okay. the actual Satanists have shown up. As the Church of Satan's magister, They're like, David we did Harris, not plan this ceremony. <laughs> we are not affiliated with these people. Um, So they asked the magister, David Harris. Magister? Is that what the That's the Church of, the of church? Satan's, I don't know, the guy who talks to the like public, the their PR guy. Okay. Um, They have a pope. The Pope of the Church I mean, of Satan. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know how this works. I don't know. They have the, offerings? Uh, oh, sure. I'm sure they do. Your soul. You know what your offering is. I do? Yeah. Your soul, just like you said. Or the soul of someone else that you're bringing oh my God, in. This went for a turn. What did the magister say? He talked to TMZ. They <laughs> called him up. <laughs> oh my God, of course. Because <laughs> he has time on his hands. And he said, let me tell you about this so-called tribute to Satan. He only thought it was all right and nothing particularly special. <laughs> I love the, nah, I've seen better. It's all right. It's nothing particularly special. And he says uh, the performance and the pushback don't particularly align with the church's beliefs. 
He said, it's sad when politicians on a national stage use someone's religion as a punchline. Okay, so now he's the one with morals. The dude from the Church of Satan is trying to school everybody on how they're being wrong and bad. Yeah. It's just the irony in that I love so much. Yeah, for sure. Totally. I guess, like, you know, everybody's entitled to be offended, right? Like, everybody is offended on a daily basis for most things. And if you feel like uh, the unholy performance was an actual summoning of Satan, I would imagine you should probably stay away and not watch it. Yeah, but But they're worried about our country, Bradley. Well, I got news for you, honey. There's a reason to be worried. I don't think it's Sam Smith. I don't know. That's either. the problem. I know. Or Kim Petrus for that matter. That's I right. wonder if it's the fact that like the the unholy here was Sam Smith and yeah. Kim Petrus. Meaning there was some judgment going on about who these people are and oh, who they represent. Right? Well, that's all a part of it, apparently. I will remind you that um Lil Nas X did a performance. Oh well that at probably the Grammys. Caused, did the Satanists have something to say about him? Well, they actually did like that performance best. <laughs> No, they didn't. <laughs> he talks about that. He says, however, uh, something controversial that um, he did feel aligned with was Lil Nas X's music video for, for Montero, Call Me By Your Name. In it, Lil Nas twerks on the devil himself and it ascends to <laughs> God, I don't even ascends know. the what pretend throne. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So like, he actually, also wanted to point this, out this one, meh, but you know, that now, little Nas that X when one. he was twerking on the devil. I really thought that was an <laughs> accurate portrayal of uh, the Dark Lord. And then it gave him a platform. The dude from the Church of Satan wanted to point out for people who don't know, Satanists don't actually worship Satan. What and do they, they don't worship? believe in God or the devil. Oh. They're opposed to anything supernatural. In all spirituality. Well, wait a minute now. I'm confused. And they don't have a belief in the afterlife. What? Well, how can they be the church of Satan? Because I think that they emphasize that Is this... modern Satanist, they want you to just think about yourself, that being your true self, and not to believe in things that are imaginary. Oh, well, okay, but Satan. Anyway, is this is this the thing that's connected to what's his name? Like, skeptic from... Uh, the magic guy, uh, David Blaine. No, <laughs> not that magic guy. Chris Angel. No, <laughs> no, the, the the duo. Oh, Siegfried and Roy. <laughs> Penn and Teller. Penn and Teller. Thank you, Siegfried and Roy. May they rest in peace. I actually got to meet him once at uh, the Mirage. Which one? Um, Siegfried. Oh, really? Well, because Roy. What was he like? Uh, he was very nice, actually. He was out with the Lions. Oh. And we got to take a picture. That's anyway, very cool. Uh, you said Penn & Teller. And isn't Penn & Teller, don't they have a connection with a skeptic organization? And I, maybe it's the Church of Satan, but it's it's like, so I don't know if this is the same thing, and I might be conflating, but they actually, you know, created an organization to point out these moments where they think that religious people are being hypocritical. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of sounds like what you're talking about. Yeah, it sounds similar. I don't know about that organization. Um, but this just overall, the whole um, idea that TMZ, I don't think that this dude called up TMZ. I just want to be in the room with the so-called reporter from TMZ that said, we need to call the Church of Satan and hear the phone call where he goes, can I uh, can I talk to Satan? Well, he isn't here right now, but we do have David Harris that can give you his statement. 
Yeah, Penn Jillette is like a, he's an avowed atheist. Oh, okay. Um, but I swear there was some church that he started, mm. but it wasn't about the church. It was about giving people a place to sort of, you know, call out uh, hypocrisy and right. religion, I guess, which to right. each their own. But right. I kind of assumed that the Church of Satan was like, you know, what it sounds like. They worship Satan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess I knew that they were more about like, the point is, is to care about yourself. <laughs> Just some people would be like, well, you know, you know, mind your business, take care of yourself, um, which can be seen. Do you have to worship Satan to do that? Because I would just like to tell everybody to mind their business. Yeah, no. I, I just, <laughs> but I don't want to have to put on robes and dance to the dark Lord under the moon. Yeah. I, well, he's saying that they don't do that. Satanists <laughs> emphasize being your true self. Personal achievement but he did and like living, living life to the fullest. Working on the devil. They did, which I think that that was um, <laughs> kind of a funny, just a funny way to make fun of all of it. Like we're gonna, yeah. you're going to make fun of um, some people who look like they went to Party City and got a devil's costume. I mean, it was like when everybody was all, the, all of a sudden. I was like, why are people going uh, off on these two? Like. I have seen so much that I've actually been offended by and I don't get offended. Right. Mm -hmm. When I turn on a TV and, you know, you're just like, whoa, that or not even offended, but just like shocked. Right. Yeah. You're just like, whoa, like, wow, that's that's intense. Yeah. Yeah. So versus like, you know, nice Sam Smith and their pretty voice and which is really, you know, like also amazingly. (sighs) I don't know. There's She's, just been so many others that they could have picked on other than this. It just so happened that it was all over the Internet and brought it to the attention of people that are like, see, this is what's wrong with our country. Yeah. They would just take that energy and put it into don't, helping people. Don't even get me started. But that's but, not the ways of the Church of the Satan. Uh, of the Satan. Of the, the Satan. Church of the Satan. The Church of the Satan. <laughs> um, we should probably just stop saying Satan because I'm superstitious and I don't even want to like. Oh. Okay. You know, I don't like the Ouija board. Oh, I think yeah, you can open it's the fine. Gates We're of just hell. talking about it. We're, you think, okay, well, sorry out there. Say some prayers if you think we're right. opening the gates. Do a few Hail Marys in the break. And when we, oh, no, we didn't get to see uh, Tommy Lee's. Uh, <gasps> oh, right. That was another, oh, another, another um, satanic news. Tommy Lee tweeted to Mr. Peanut. He said, hey, Mr. Peanut, let's collab. I'll bring the. Yeah. And then it, he he tweeted a picture of his gym. His jimmies, peanuts? His jimmies. Okay. And it's a f- shot from behind. And what? he wants to collaborate with Mr. Peanut. Do I want to look at this? I am looking at it how right do you, now. How did you look at it? Well, um, you can go, click in my show link there. And you can see um, that in there it says, and if you want to look at it, there you go. Uh, uh, There's so many different um, replies. It's really funny. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> okay. I didn't, Mike, mean, did you click? Oh, why would he tweeted yeah. that? Why you would did? he tweet You've seen that? It? I've seen it. Why would he? This is why. This is why I think he's. Because so Pamela all, Anderson's getting attention. Yes, because Pamela is coming out with this biography and her uh, her autobiography. It's like I can do an autobiography of my yeah, man giblets. He's basically saying because in it she mentions a lot how like 
he is her true love and she thinks they're going to get back together, which his girlfriend right now is like, okay, good, whatever. Um, I think it's his way of saying, I don't care what you're saying about me. I am over here doing stupid, frivolous things like tweeting Mr. Peanut, my jimmies. Yeah. And he's got the John. I think it's a tease for a planter's ad coming up in the Super Bowl. But I that's mean, just me. <laughs> that would be genius. Yeah, I, I mean, it would be. But Good luck to him. I don't think they would want to associate. I know that some of the tweets after are super. You funny know, planters. Go. They could. Uh, I don't know, like sponsor like a wart uh, festival or something. Because <laughs> you know, remember, aren't some kind of warts planter warts planters? Warts? <laughs> I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. <laughs> no? Hold on. What are you doing on vacation? I'm going to the Ward Fest. Don's going to be... Uh... What are you doing? Don's lost her damn mind. Okay, we'll have oh, more on the Wart <laughs> We'll have more on the Wart Festival when we come back. We'll also have a game no. with Mike right here on My Talk 1071. Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. Oh my gosh, we'd have to give a shout out to some of these wonderful schools that Yay! have said Valentine's for our seniors. Thanks, guys. Yes, we want to say thank you to Mr. Roberts first grade grade class at Meadow Ridge NYZ. You guys are awesome! Then we have Senora Engelman's first grade class and Senora Clark and Senora Rubel's fourth grade, grade class at Groveland Woo! Elementary in Minnetonka. You guys are awesome too. Yes. Um, and then they sent some cute, cute pictures to us as well of them holding oh, up Valentine's that we'll put on social so media. And then next week we're going to be sharing some of those uh, cute Valentines that we got from kids and just... They're just the innocence of kids and what they will say. It's just so adorable and how they realize that these oh, seniors so are lonely. sweet and adorable and brutally honest as well. Sometimes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so cute. It's, it's delightful. Just like, oh. I mean, you can only take brutal honesty from children. Let's be clear. That's true. Yeah. Like, so we'll be sharing some of those coming up next week. Thanks, kids. You yeah. guys are cool. Yeah. Now, you know what else is cool? Playing a game. Let's do it. Time now to play along. It's Game Show Here's your host, Mike Ganger. Yes, we are playing another Game Show Roulette, the final competitive matchup of the week. Now, uh, after recent events, the uh, win for Listery Lesson, Dawn is just two games back behind Bradley oh, for the for overall standings. Prepare to be three games back. 12 to 10 is where we sit overall. Let's see what we're playing today. Hope it's another game of rub that wart. Mm, don't. I just stopped crying. Woo! It's match game! It's match yes. game time. Don, you have yet to lose a match game. Okay. I just Why'd looked at the stats. 
Maybe I'm trying to jinx her. I don't know. Maybe oh, she good. Needs, I like yeah, that. Exactly. Okay. So, Why are you ganging up against me? Not at oh, all. Oh, here we go. <laughs> you are dominant at this game. We'll see if you can keep it going. Once again, we are playing match game. Now, this is match game 74. So these questions are from back in the day a Okay, bit. good to know. So that will maybe influence your answer a little oh, bit. Oh, thank you for so, saying that. Yes. Um, uh, I flipped a coin. Heads or tails? Somebody call it. Tails. It's heads. Oh, so that means, Don, you get to choose. You want question A or question B? Again, just a reminder, if you haven't listened to my match game before, we have uh, four questions. So we'll do your traditional match game rounds. I've got the answers from our uh, celebrities. Uh, we'll do that for two rounds. And then whoever has the most points after two rounds, they get to go first for the super match. And whoever gets the super match right, as far as getting the highest answered question, the highest valued question right, they are the winner. It's that simple. So, Don, yes. A or B? B, Bob. You are going with B. Here we go. Frank said, this play is so awful that the ushers don't take you to your seat. They blank you to your seat. (laughs) Again, this play is so awful. The ushers don't take you to your seat. They blank you to your seat. Shove you. Shove you to your seat. All right. Good answer. Did any of our wonderful celebrities say shove you to your seat? (laughs) No. Oh, oh. oh, oh okay. no. I apologize. Bradley, you got a guess? Yeah. Just for fun, because no more points can be awarded. Kick? Kick? No. Uh, Don, any other ones that came um, to mind that you were thinking about? They uh, take you to this, your seat. They uh, blow. Okay, blow. I'll just tell you. The top answer yes. was drag. Drag. Oh, Three celebrities said drag you to your seat. Two said carry you to your seat. Nobody said kick. And one said ride. Which, oh, I hey! wonder what that celebrity was thinking about. That sounds like about, Match so. Game 76. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Uh, we will uh, move on. Match Game 76. <laughs> Red Summers definitely said that one. Okay, yeah. we're moving on to question A. Are you ready for that one? Yeah. yeah. I'll never, this is for Bradley. Oh. I'll never stay at Dumb Donald's Motel ever again. Instead of vibrating beds, <laughs> his room has vibrating blanks. Oh. <laughs> Give you some time to think again. Dumb Donald's Motel, I'll never stay there again. Instead of vibrating beds, the rooms have vibrating blanks. Bradley? Dressers. Dressers. Is dressers one of the answers the celebrities gave? No. Wow. I've an answer. Slow start. You have an answer? He didn't ask you. Go ahead, Don. What's your answer? Toilets. That oh, is the number one. I wanted answer. to say that, but I thought maybe that was dirty. It's seventy six. Okay, it is seventy six. <laughs> Four of the celebrities said vibrating toilets. Uh, two said TVs, which would kinda, be a hard way to watch. I kind of want a vibrating toilet. Sounds fun. Um, <laughs> it'll knock everything loose. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Clean you right out. Oh. Alrighty, we're scoreless after the first round. Um, uh, Don got to go first last time. Bradley, you could choose A or B. I would like A. Hey, Bob. You would like A. Here we go. Question A for round number two. Mary never told anyone her blanks were fake. <laughs> Mary never told anyone her blanks were fake. I mean, obviously her bosoms. Oh, you're going to go with the bosoms. Did any of those uh, raunchy, dirty celebrities they in 1974 say bosoms? Yes. Three out of the six said the boobs. Um, boobs. Three points there for Bradley. Uh, any other guesses? Uh, sheep. 
<laughs> what? Cheap. Two, two of the celebrities said pearls. Oh. Eyelashes. And one said earrings. Oh, oh I was thinking little Bo Peep. Mm. Lost your sheep. Mm. Doesn't know where to find them. But what does that have to do with fake sheep? Well, it's like, you know, if it was... She got hung up on the name Mary. The Mar- the names oh, have nothing to do yeah, with it. I thought it. it was like from a nursery rhyme, sure, and you were no. supposed to figure oh, out which nursery rhyme. Oh, okay. All right, three points for Bradley. Now, Dawn, you have an opportunity here. If you can sure. get three matches, uh, you could have the first choice for Supermatch. If you get less than three matches, you will be going second in Supermatch. Here we go. Are you ready? Sure. Judy said, I'll never go out with Pinocchio ever again. <laughs> I got sawdust in my blank. <gasps> oh. oh, my gosh. After we just said thank you to all these wonderful children who are hopefully listening. Yeah. Uh, what is your answer? Um, I just said basins. Uh, Jenny. Uh, Again, Judy, Judy. 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 It doesn't okay. matter. The name doesn't matter. Uh, in this case, Judy says, I'll never go out with Pinocchio ever again. I got sawdust in my blank. Britches. Britches. Did any of the wonderful that's not, that's celebrities gross. say britches? Unfortunately, not. Oh. Uh, there was a three-way tie on this one. I bet there <laughs> Out was. Out of the was six celebrities, uh, nose, Keith? nose was one. Okay, mouth was two. <gasps> And uh, I believe yesterday we called it the God Pocket uh, was oh. uh, three. Whoa! It, it is 1976. Oh lady, lady parts. Oh my lady parts gosh, they set. said it. I mean, they, I was they trying inf- to be li- a little bit less. They they inferred it. I don't know what they. Yeah, yeah. they didn't exactly. They probably said my. Yeah. Yep. Yep, yep. Area. All right, so with that, uh, again, the 3-0 lead doesn't really mean much because, Bradley, you get to go first for Supermatch. All right, Supermatch. Don also gets to answer. There are three answers here, the number one answer, number two, and number three. Bradley, you get to go first. What is the top answer for break the blank? Break the blank. I mean, it kind of writes itself. I'm going to go with bank. You're going to go with bank. Okay, yeah. break the bank. Don... What would you like to go with for super match? Break the blank. Record. Record. Okay, break the record. Like that. I was at bank. But... Let's see. Number three on the list. <laughs> I love you just have to get it in. Break the news. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a number one answer. Nope, that was number. Well, the bottom. Answer. Oh, sorry. Number we're going bottom. To we're going bottom to the top. Uh, the number two answer. Break the ice. Oh. oh. Break the ice. And if this one is uh, break the bank, it is going to be a win for Bradley. If it is break the, what was your other, what was your answer done? Record. I don't remember because it's not right. It's uh, bank. Yes. Congratulations, yeah! Bradley My first gets match the win. game win. I hope he gets sawdust in your ear. Because <laughs> Pinocchio is your friend, and he lies, well, and it his wouldn't nose be my grows. Ear, Dawn. And then. Uh... Congratulations, I also think Bradley. Pinocchio's kind of creepy, but that's your whole yeah. thing. You see the movie, though. It's Thank good. you so much for uh, winning myself. I'm saying that to myself. Oh, my God. <laughs> and when we come back, we will have magically transformed ourselves into one Lori and Julia. Thank you for being with us every day, Monday through Friday, right here on Noon to Three, The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on my talk. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow uh, from Noon to Three. Hey, uh, you guys want to hang out again? Yeah, let's do it. We'll do it. Bye.